This is the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast, a weekly podcast for people who experience the world brighter, louder, and more intensely. Join me on a journey of acceptance of our highly sensitive person traits. Welcome to episode 20 of the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. Thanks for tuning in today. Happy to have you here in this podcast for people with a sensory processing sensitivity. Before we get started, I'd like to read a comment from a reader in regards to how she felt about finding all this new information about highly sensitive people. Jessica wrote, My whole life finally has an explanation. Wow. Now I know what to do, how to go about things, how to assess, and for God's sake, why I am like this. Since I was a child, I have always been so, so sensitive beyond what most of the world considers normal or healthy. I was ridiculed by everyone, told I was too sensitive. I know I need to take steps to adjust my life to my needs now. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just an HSP. Jessica, thanks so much for sharing. That is awesome. Before I jump right into the topic today, I want to explain why I jump right into the topic so quickly in these podcasts. I myself listen to a lot of podcasts, and I get a little annoyed when an episode has a really long intro and the host is kind of just rambling and doing small talk. There was one the other day where the two hosts talked about the weather for a few minutes. It kind of bugs me because I don't have a ton of time. I want to get to the meat of the podcast. So I hope you guys understand why I jump right into my topics. And it also saves me from having to create a clever intro when I can jump right into the meat. So today's meat is anticipatory grief. Yep, I'm bringing the happy, positive tone of the show to a screeching halt. Let's talk about sad stuff. Anticipatory grief is a grief reaction that occurs before an impending loss, typically the death of somebody close to you. And anyone can experience it, not just highly sensitive people. But for HSPs, anticipatory grief can be more intense and happen with more things than just death. I've mentioned before that I've not lost yet anyone that's very close to me in my lifetime, but I know that someday it will happen and I fear how I will react. I fear the pain because I know it will be so, so bad. Now to a non-HSP or someone who doesn't experience anticipatory grief, this may sound silly. Why would you waste energy worrying about something you have no control over? And I get it, it, it is kind of silly. I'm wasting anxiety and stress and worry over something that's inevitable and I have no control over. Dr. Elaine Aaron, who I mention in pretty much every episode of this show, the author of the Highly Sensitive Person book, she said that she notices that highly sensitive people look ahead in many ways, especially to things they will have to cope with, like loss. A few years ago, I remember my husband Jim and I went on a nice two-week vacation, and about halfway through, I just kept thinking about how Oh, in five days, and now in four days, and now in three days, I'm going to be back in my office at work, and this great vacation is going to be all over. And I felt like I couldn't even enjoy it anymore. And on top of that, I was annoyed with myself for feeling that way. Why did I have to do that? Why couldn't I just enjoy the moment? And early this year, I wrote a blog post about when I was thinking about getting a dog. And even before I got a dog, I was thinking about it dying. 
what the heck, right? Dogs have short lifespans compared to us, so I knew I'd be taking on a little creature to love and then someday dealing with its death. And as I say this, my little white furball is curled up on the floor right next to me in my office. On a random side note, this reminds me of a picture frame I saw in the Sky Mall catalog recently when I was on a flight about two weeks ago. I'll have a link to this item in the show notes at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 20. This item is a picture frame meant to hold a photo of your pet. And on the top, it says, thanks for everything. And on the bottom, it says, I had a wonderful time. Oh my God. It hit me so hard in the heart. I pretty much started crying in my seat on the airplane. It was ridiculous. And even now when I look at it again, oh my gosh, it's something about the wording of this darn picture frame just hits me so hard. Anyway, back to anticipatory grief. When I was researching this topic, I found this paragraph that Elaine Aaron wrote that was so perfect, I can't even rephrase it or paraphrase it because she's already written it so well. So I just want to read you this paragraph. Most of us have thought about how we would manage if we lost someone important in our lives. But I suspect HSPs have given more thought to that. Not just the practical side if the person was gone, but the emotional hole that would be left. We work on it, hoping to find a certain sense of resolution or reassurance that we would survive. This paragraph is so perfect. When I'm dwelling in my anticipatory grief, it's like I'm searching for a solution. So when this terrible thing does happen someday, when someone close to me dies or my dog dies, is there some way I can handle it better and avoid the intense pain? Can I condition myself so it won't hurt so much? I just want to avoid that pain more than anything. I want to ask you listeners, have you ever let your mind wander and imagine someone close to you dying and then you start crying? On more than one occasion, I've gone to my husband with tears streaming down my face and I said, don't die. And of course he laughs and rolls his eyes. So how do you deal with anticipatory grief? Dr. Aaron says that one way to handle it is by imagining your grief through a glass door. You can see the grief outcome on the other side of the door, but you're not living with it yet. So next time you experience this, try this glass door technique and let me know if it works for you. One of the things that I do, and this is the same technique I use for so many HSP-related issues that I have, is just acknowledging that it's happening and distracting myself. When I start thinking about something really horrible and sad, I realize I'm doing it and I think, okay, stop it. This is just going to make you sad. This doesn't accomplish anything. Think about something else. I know that sounds really simple and obvious, but it works. If you like this episode, please check out the show notes at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 20. And please leave a positive review on iTunes. It's very, very helpful to the show. Tune in every Tuesday for a new podcast. And thank you so much for listening. 